don't want to forget. Work, mate. I, don't want, work. I don't want to get for another episode and realize I haven't hit the record button. Ah, right. Um, yeah, so yeah, horrible and and um freezing cold. And yeah. it's it's getting worse at work as well because we're in a very old building where there's no heating. So when right. we're doing all of these Christmas tours, it's just freezing cold. And you're trying to keep everyone's energy up whilst they're shivering and trying to get through everything. Um, but there we go. How's uh, how's work for you? Yeah, okay, thank you, mate. Not too mm. bad. Day off today, as as you can tell. Nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah. yeah, so good. Excellent. Right. Uh, so, yeah, North Star. Yes. Yeah, the the, the cowboy planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much just to watch through. There's literally no timestamps I can think of, nothing. There's no dream sequences. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a nice, genuine fun episode to watch um if you can call hanging someone in the first two minutes fun. <laughs> um yeah i'm just looking through the notes make sure i've got everything yeah right i might as well start then space time the ever-expanding frontier these are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the star trek franchise ever its mission to locate every second contemplate every eon from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello, y'all, and welcome to the Temple Trek Podcast. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, yes, we are in Chronodate Season 3, Episode 62, and Season 3, Episode 9 of Enterprise. And if you haven't guessed, it's North Star. Um, yeah, there we go, North Star. Um, that's all it is. It's the Cowboy Planet one. Yay! We finally got a, an interesting uh, episode of Star Trek to watch. Um, not to say that it's been that bad, getting Season 3, but it, it's been bad. Um, but of course... I am not alone. As always, I am joined by... You're joined by Dan. And by some weird cosmic coincidence, you are also Dan. <laughs> Which means that we are indeed... Dan! Dan. <laughs> Maybe I should put some like Western music in the background for the for that one for that jingle just that one time the only time i'm ever going to get to use it well until we have that uh the gunslinging episode in tos maybe maybe it'll yeah, bring it back and, for that one yeah and tng of course tng of course yes fistful of datas yeah. Yeah. oh yeah so i'll make one jingle for three episodes <laughs> that's it um oh and, and wolf's one i suppose when he goes to the holodeck and with alexander and they go um oh yeah no, that is Phyllis no, Fuller Days. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Yeah. I thought there were two different episodes then. Oh, there we go. DS9 do a Western one? I don't, don't think they did. Did they, did they do a Western? No. There's the one with uh, the planet where they gave up on technology and they put him in the box. That's the only kind of... Oh, yeah. Okay. Feels like a Western town to me. I don't know why that yeah. gives me that impression. Um, no, I can't think. And there's nothing in Voyager. No. There's it's not strange because I I've got in my head that westerns is a bit of a trope in Star Trek, but clearly yeah. Isn't. I mean, Lower Decks hasn't even done like a, a reference to it yet, has it? I mean, no. The only one they've referenced was the one with the uh, the Archons and the Red Hour and 
mm. when they went back to that planet. But I can't think of any other westerns. Yeah, well, there we go. Mm. Maybe there's more, and I just I, I blanked it out. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, so North Star. Uh, do, do, fond memories of North Star. Do you remember this one? <laughs> I do. I like North Star, despite my anger at um, extinction for <laughs> dropping out of the, uh, the the arc. I actually quite like North Star. I think it's a pretty good episode. <laughs> well, I mean, un- unlike extinction, they do at least pay lip service in that they can't solve this problem right now because of the mission. Mm, I mean, admittedly, true. it's tenuous, but at least it's got that regime element that we can like give it a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> I just had a little uh, um, lunch munchy bar thing for for you, breakfast now. So you just need a spittoon, mate. Need a spittoon. I'll put in the sound effect. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, North Star. So um, again, with me, it's the exception that proves the rule. As I, much as I hate the episodes that dip out, and I just want to stay on the arc, I want to be a pure season three Zindi arc. I really like this one. It just yeah. it's something about Star Trek when it does the Westerns. It just seems to work for me. And I don't know mm. why. There you go. Although the, T- the TOS, which is the way of <coughs> mm. Mm. that is a truly weird episode, man. <laughs> yeah, because there's the aliens, isn't there? They, the aliens pull it from Kirk's mind, is it? Yeah, and I think so. Yeah. yeah. Then they, but they make it like TV sets. Yeah, which is a it's beautiful really way of saying yeah. we don't have the budget to build yeah, exactly. this properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They clearly had the budget for this one, though. This one yeah. felt like a living, breathing town. Um, at least it wasn't like cardboard sets and they, they walk behind and then there's a camera crew. Oh, crazy. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, for the uninitiated uh, on our lonesome journey through uh, uh, Enterprise in the Temple Trek order, we have an LCARS rating system where we locate... We find the consequences. We talk about possible alterations, expansions, things we'd like to see differently. Uh, recommendations, which is the R's. And uh, then we do S, where we set up for the next week. Uh, so locate to the point in time. Basically talk about the episode. We start at zero minutes, zero seconds. And there's a group of cowboys lynching some skags, uh, or one skag, I should say. And uh, tells them to go to hell. Funnily enough, I didn't think you believed in hell. Uh, he's hanged. Uh, they ride off as he flails and dies. And that's the credits. Um, any thoughts on the credits in the opener? Yeah, <clears throat> I quite like it, actually. It's a good start. Um, I quite like that it just sort of drop you in without any explanation. There's nothing there, you know. And so when you first watch it, you're like, oh, okay. Mm. This is interesting. Um Yeah, so I think it's quite a good start. I mean, not, not such a good start for the Skag- Skagarian. Mm-hmm. Of course. True. It doesn't work out overly well for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's intriguing, isn't it? Mm. But he killed a man, and for a skag, that's a hanging offence. So, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm really offending everyone with this bad accent. I will stop doing it eventually. Um, Trust me, if I didn't, I, I'm terrible <laughs> accent, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'll just take the hate mail. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I, obviously we're watching in a temporal track order, so we know it's not time travel. But yeah. at this point, hmm. do you remember first watching it thinking, oh, are they going to do a bit of a callback to the Cold War? Are we going to have to go back to Western times to uh, you know, yeah. undo something with Daniels or something like that, maybe? I hadn't really thought that, no. So I just sort of, yeah, no, it hadn't occurred to me at all, that. Hmm. So, no, I'm just... Uh, for a person who spends quite a bit of time critiquing Star Trek, <laughs> I'm really bad at, like, critiquing Star Trek. <laughs> 
Not at all. I've just been listening to uh, Exile. We just started Exile uh, and doing the the editing process for it and just getting the last little bit. So I, I've re-listened to what you've been saying. And I just I love it when you're talking because I just listen to that bit. And then as soon as I see like my my line is going up and I'm talking, it's like, oh, I'll skip that bit. I'll put it on times three. <laughs> So I don't want to listen to myself talking and I just enjoy listening to you again. So it's a one sided conversation, but it is really (laughs) enjoyable. So I can say you are very good at critiquing Star Trek. There we go. (laughs) I listened to you many, many times. (laughs) Lucky you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I seem to remember again, going back hazy memory, you know, I was watching this at uni, so I wasn't exactly on the best of substances at the time. So I can't quite remember everything. I was normally watching Drunk Sunday morning on Channel 4, and um, or at least hungover. And I, I seem to think that I was, I seem to remember a mention of Daniels, but it's not in this episode. And I don't know why. I just seem to have conflated something about Daniels and that he, he told them about people going back in time to start this whole conflict. Uh, and I just I figured that it was something like that the first time I watched it. And uh, yeah, it turns out, no, it's just a final planet. There you go. Um, coming out the credits, uh, we see the Skag's body being placed into a coffin. And we meet Bethany, who's very sympathetic and seems a much more sort of evolved person in her morality. And she doesn't see him as a Skag. She sees him as a person. And we see the lawman who is much more ambivalent, but not outright evil. Like he is saying, well, no. you did commit a crime. You know, he is supposed to be hanged. This is the law. But a cowardly lawman, I suppose you could call him. Um, but this is where we find Cowboy Archer and Cowboy to pole and Cowboy Trip. Not that we really see much of a difference in Trip's behaviour. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> confirming that these are humans and yeah, this very bright dust bowl of a planet, um, you know, I kind of like the the rinse that they put on the look of the screen. Mm. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, just on the look of it and Mm. how convincing a cowboy town it was. Not really about the episode, but just the look of it. Yeah, I I really like it. What I like is that first scene, well, that first shot where Archer has got his head down and lifts it up. That's Mm. such a sort of, that's a cowboy thing, isn't it? It really is. Archer really loves loves being a cowboy, I think. I think he's, uh, if they had holodecks, he'd be in there all the time. Absolutely. It'd yeah, be dust, dusting his spurs. He'd be off yeah. and that'd be it. Yeah. I, I really, I, he really got into it. Like there are times where he yeah. dips into the accent and really plays into the twang. Uh, and he's like, he's just having a, a ball. You know, he's, he's been up in his own head for the last 16 weeks or whatever it's been yeah. so far in season three. And now he's just enjoying being a cowboy for a bit. Oh, good old Archer. <laughs> um, uh, but it did make me think, and this is something we came back in season one of the podcast, season two of the podcast, when we were doing time travel. Yep. Why is T'Pol there? Now, they've seen okay. that they just hung some Skagarians for no good reason, um, but he is an alien. And the the possibility of her pushing her hair back or it being caught and there being a, a pointy ear to see, um, why did they take that chance? Like, of taking an alien down in the first place when you know scientifically they want to find out if they're human so it's a medical problem not a science problem and we've now established that flocks has a staff who yes. are probably more than adequate of using a scanner at least once um why didn't they take a human any thoughts mm, i suppose well i suppose that's a good question but then you know 
it's an opportunity to put a band around around mm. to Paul's head, <laughs> which is again it is definitely a Star Trek trope. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go the full bonnet. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. A bo- mm. Yeah, that'd have been cool. Yeah. Exactly. Completely conceal it. No <coughs> chance of it coming off. Uh, no, they just went with the bandana. Uh, but it was fun. It was good to see that that is continuing the, the yes. trope there. Uh, but no talk of uh, rice pickers uh, or uh, anything <laughs> like that. There was no need to, to explain to Paul's appearance at that point. No, it's not French. No, it's not is it French. French. Yeah. Is it French? Yeah, it is French, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Frenchman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, dear. Um, back on the Enterprise, and we find out that Reed and um, Hoshi are finding out that there's over 6,000 humans on mm. the planet and that it, they are all sort of in settlements in this area on the planet, but nowhere else, and that they've actually built this town from the local places. So it's not been yeah. lifted or, or sucked up from Earth and then just deposited somewhere else. Uh, so there's not been any timey wiminess or anything like that. And uh, yeah, to Poland trip, go and blag a horse with a harmonica and uh, a gun for collateral. Uh, he just hands over a gun. Um, the quartermaster, very yes. busy man. Yes, indeed. They knew enough to build enough uh, cowboy suits for at least three members of staff on the on the on the ship. Uh, just any thoughts on the quartermaster's job? I think he did well, a very good one. I think he did a good job, but I'm I'm very annoyed. I did think about this yesterday when I was watching it. Why wasn't he mentioned? The poor man. I know. You know. Some of his best work, I think. Yeah, just gave it away. Yeah. Awful. Mm. Poor bloke. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, just ha- having a line just to say, oh, you know, the 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 boys back on the ship are going to hate me for giving that away or something just to just to show that there is someone on the ship whose whole job is to make replica weapons for no good reason. <laughs> uh, and that's a very specific skill set. Um, or maybe it was Flox. I mean, we haven't yes. looked at Flox's uh, long list of accomplishments and PhDs as well. So maybe well, it's, it's, that's right. it's got a degree and he got a degree in prop making or something. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he, he can do all the the makeup for for pr- productions and stuff like that. So why can't he make the props? Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah. At least we got rid of the harmonica as well. So uh, no yes. more harmonica scenes with Trip. I don't uh, think that was made by the quartermaster. I think that was Trips. That's genuinely harmonica. his. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he ever got it back because we, ne- we never saw him go to that uh, stable hand no. and sort of try and get it back at some point. It's like, look, I've uh, replicated some gold for you. Here's some gold. Can I have my harmonica back? It's like, no, you gave it to me. It's fair, fair, fair trade. There we go. You got my horse. That's it. Um, Trip has never ridden a horse. believable yeah possibly i was just just thinking like they they seem to go into every conceivable trope they could with trip Mm. as the southerner you know the southern american Mm. man he's never ridden a horse once in his entire life Mm, that's Uh, very true isn't it yeah yeah very true it just yeah very strange Mm. but he's seen all the westerns which did make he has yeah yeah. It's, like, like, it's like I've seen every Bruce Lee movie. I'm now a martial arts expert. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. The horse eventually responds, and there was a very good look on Topol's face. Uh, it was almost a callback to season one of Enterprise, where she was like, oh, God, the stupid humans doing it again. Um, but they eventually got Did you on. notice? Did you notice how well she got onto that horse? Mm. She knew. That was, yeah, that was impressive. She just, like, leapt from the ground. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe she is a horse rider. She was like, oh, maybe, I won't, yeah. I won't tell him that you know I've got uh, my equestrian license or anything like that. She's used to riding you know, six legged horses on on yes. Vulcan or something. Vulcan, yeah. Yeah. Um, now uh, Archer told them to keep a low profile as they head yes. off to try and figure out the ship, only for Archer to then immediately get involved. <laughs> in a potential dust-up in the bar. Um, he goes into the bar. There's not the the weird swingy doors. It was just no, a normal that's door. True. I was really surprised they didn't go for yeah. that trope because I thought they were going to mm. have like the whole sun behind him, silhouette, open up the doors. He comes in, the clink, 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 just stops. <laughs> yeah. everyone, everyone puts their poker cards down. They didn't go for the full thing, and I was very <laughs> disappointed. Uh, we find out about this Cooper Smith who overthrew the Skags, uh, and we see a second Now, we get a proper closer look at the makeup. Mm. I don't know about you, but it looked like it was just glued on. Yes. Yes, it was one of those, um, oh, shit, we've got to make an alien this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got some cornflakes, that it, it almost looked like whenever we've seen the crew in a diseased state. Like mm. I was wondering if they were gonna go, they were kind of going for that kind of cholera look to the alien, so that you know it was believable. These cowboys just really hate them because they they associate disease with these aliens, so it's another part of their hatred. And I was just wondering if that was something that sort of made sense to you as an as an idea that that was the design they were going for, or was it just no, they, just they ran out of ideas, just, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just stuck some bits on, didn't they? <laughs> if only the makeup team on Enterprise was flocks, and then they could just figure it all out themselves. Yes. Um, where we get the lynch mob back, and we find out that the guy who told him mm. to go to hell uh, uh, was Deputy Bennings, and they try and force this janitor to drink in what is pretty much a ripped-off scene from. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Shane, the cowboy show, a movie Shane with Jack no, Palance? No, I haven't. No. He throws the pistol at the no. go, uh, the it guy's feet. a bell, no. but. He basically takes a pistol and there's like this just uh, farmhand guy who's very innocent, throws it at his feet and so tells him to pick it up. And he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Don't, I'm not going to pick a fight with you because he's like the best gun hand around. He's like, I told you to pick it up. He finally picks it up. He shoots him because he says, are you all sorry? He had a gun. Sorry. I had to kill him. He had the gun <laughs> in his hand. And I genuinely thought that was what they were going to do only for Archer to mm. then step in. Uh, he's yeah. only, he's only drinking coffee um, in the hot. Yes desert and everything like this and um, we find out yeah, the name luckily of the it's on the house because he's got no money is he yeah exactly yeah how lucky is he i mean he could have yeah. asked for water and uh, gone outside to the horse trough outside um <laughs> yeah so lucky that just on the generosity of this uh, barman um <clears throat> we find out the kid's name is dracic now we just had yes. graylick in the shipment and now we've got yeah. dracic yeah. Is this something about the you know the expanse that everyone's name has to end in ick? Um, any any ideas? Uh, 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 yeah, good yeah. point. They just they thought yeah, right. I hadn't thought of that. K seems to be working as our name, so we'll just stick with K for the entire expanse. Done. Uh, <laughs> the the lawman steps in, and Archer mm. is sort of sent on his way. Uh, and then Trip and Paul find there's a two hundred year old ship just laying around, which we don't get to see. Like there isn't actually a, no. a CGI moment where we see the ship at that point. Um, it's just them standing in some bushes saying, "Oh, we found a two hundred year old ship." Saving on the CGI budget, perhaps. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Archer then goes to talk to Bethany, and we get a little bit more of the the background of the Skagarans, mm. uh, which is where the Skags comes from. 
and he's from up north. That's yes. all he says. <laughs> yeah, that put me in mind of uh, that one with Data, uh, the thine own self, where he says, "I'm I'm from the north. I'm an ice man from up north." To explain that he's he's got yellow skin and he's yes. he, he he can't remember. I think he, he goes near some radiation or something. He can't remember. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Another one you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just like that up north seems to work for everybody. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's going down some blue horn. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, that was lucky. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, Archer tries to find out more about these Gagarins. We find out that actually no one refers to them as as people. They're only skags. Um, more about Bethany, really, and mm. and that having that person. Who there's always that person in throughout history, wherever there is a, a bit of injustice, there is that one person in real history yep. and in the made up history of uh, Star Trek um, who goes against the grain and seems to get away with it up to a point. And just any thoughts on this character? Do you feel like there was enough realized about the character? Do you feel like it was very one dimensional that she was only good? Did it work for you? No, I, I think it works okay. Yeah. She reminds me a bit of the woman in Civilization. Mm, yeah as you say there's always that one person it's almost like um uh what's her name um oh god only the most famous joan, joan collins not joan, collins. Mm. joan yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh city on the edge yeah 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 it's sort of that enlightened as you say that enlightened person that that they they find and sort of go along with and and in fact, there's uh, we'll talk about it later, but there's quite a lot of sort of Star Trekky things in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's yeah, it's it's a very Star Trekky episode. Do you think that's why it works? You think uh, maybe I, that yeah, there's maybe. like the nostalgia factor is actually pulling us in on this one? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, by the end of it, we're obviously jumping right to the end here, but mm. by the end of it, the whole society has changed. It's a classic Kirk move. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have so, to talk down any computers, so that's no, that's, that's true. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but you know, so it's, it is a very classic Star Trek episode, really. Mm. Which I yeah. think maybe you're right. This is why it works, you know. Which is it's good. I mean, it plays on the the tropes that we actually like. Yeah, the, you know the the idea that you're going to deal with a problem of a society, yeah. and yeah. unrealistically, yes, they change their mind in forty five minutes, but yeah. at least at least it is what we do. Um, yeah, uh, we get to the Skagaran camp, which is inside the hollowed out ship. And so they've now built yep. the set. So now we can look at the set and uh, we find out that they crashed here. The Skagarans brought the humans here as a labor force, but then the labor force sort of overthrew them. Um, so the Skagarans took the humans in what would be for the Temporal Trek podcast, uh, season one, part one of this podcast. So around about the time of Time's Arrow, when we're sort of talking about a, yep. um, oh God, what was it? Uh, Mark Twain. And uh, you know San Francisco. Uh, I was wondering where they took them from, because would well, that have yes, been this is in the news? I was going to say to you, yeah, hmm. I was really hoping that they would, you know, like a bit like um, is it Roanoke Island? Yeah, where everyone disappears. If mm-hmm. they'd used that group of people or something like that, you know, to explain this disappearance, because. I mean, there's only 6,000 people on the planet. Yep. So they can't have taken many people. Mm-hmm. But it would have been noticed if a group of people just disappeared overnight. You know, even in the sort of, you know, the 
the sort of cowboy times, it would have been a, a thing. Yeah. So it would have been nice if they'd found some sort of historical thing and, and linked it. That would have been quite good, I think. Yeah. Because there's um there's a bit in Times Arrow where we meet the the bum on the street and he talks about the uh the forty niners, the the miners who mm. all perished. So if mm. you want a labor force, wouldn't you take miners, people who knew how to mine yeah. and stuff like that? But actually they didn't really perish and they are the 49ers. And we, we actually find yeah. out that there's something else going on. And that the the bum in the street who dies in Times Arrow knows about aliens. So actually that's why he was never surprised when he saw this random snakehead mm. coming for him and, <laughs> and sucks all his energy out. He's like, oh, I've seen aliens before. You're, you're bloody all up <laughs> to it, aren't you? Jesus Christ. Uh but again, you know, there's another set of aliens out there in the 19th century abducting yeah. humans whilst there's more aliens out there sucking the energy life force out in San Francisco. Why were we not wiped off the planet before the 20th century <laughs> even happened at this point? Um, but it does lead to an Archer abduction. My name is Jonathan Archer. Ah, yes, I was going to say to you about this. Do you think it's an archer abduction? Well, that's just it. Like, he's abducted, but he is arrested for breaking the law. So is it an abduction yeah. or is it just law? Um, I think it's a law one for me. Mm. But I know what you mean. It's got it's got the overtones of, of a um, an abduction, isn't it? Mm. But, but I think it's... A, in an it's... episode where they say the law is unlawful, mm. does it become an abduction? Okay, this is interesting. This That's, is the crux of the issue, isn't it? This is it, you see. This is could be an law, hour's conversation, couldn't it? Is the law lawful? <laughs> okay. And if it isn't, then yes. I'm going to go... <clears throat> I'm going to go not abduction. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. That's absolutely fine. I will defer to your judgment, sir. Um, yeah, because he is taken for doing something so it's yeah. not that they, they just suddenly saw oh there's archer over there we need to punch yeah. him in the kidneys uh yeah. we we'll just take him and put him in a jail cell that's what happens uh this is a cowboy town after all if you don't go to jail it's not a story um yeah. uh you know short of paying poker and outfoxing people you have to go to jail um so yeah okay yeah not an archer abduction but a very very close one answer the question Very close. Close. It is close, yeah. Almost to the point where they kind of should have uh, had Reed on the comm saying, uh, to Paul, it's happened again. Um, can ah. you can you go back into town? He's, he's only in a job this time. I wouldn't call it a day myself, but he's not going to get a T-shirt. Let's just say that. Um, and that's it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was weird that they didn't have Trip or someone go back down and try and vouch for him. as mm. like, oh, I'll pay it off. Yep. You know, they go to the quartermaster who then turns around and gives them a bit of gold to pay off the, the ransom. And that's how they get him out. Uh, but if they did that, they wouldn't get this really good conversation where he gets taken out to the barber shop and has a talk with the lawman about yeah. what is lawful. Is it right? Is it just? Or is it just what's been written on the law? Mm. Um, uh, and we also find out that uh, Cooper Smith is uh, called Rockdar the Butcher, as well as being the liberator and the hero of the humans. Um, uh, basically, how did they do it? How did they overthrow an alien species that have phasers, transporters, because that's established, 
just how only 6,000 humans now. So that means there were what a thousand humans back then, you know, allowing for, you know, duplication and then people having kids. How, how did they overthrow? I mean, even a, a, a crew of 20 Skagarans armed to the teeth with phasers would yep. simply overthrow them. I just don't know how that yep. works. Any thoughts? No, I don't even know. No, I'm, I'm the same as you. Mm. Um, yes. Let's just say it was lost in the mist of history. <laughs> did, did they, in fact, have an entire crew of red shirts on the Skagaran crew? And it was like, uh, they were just yeah. lost. They're, they're, yeah. the, the fate was against them. There we go. Uh, Archer and the sheriff, again, they talk about you know, being civilised. I feel just in, um, as I need to. Uh, just any thoughts on that conversation? Because I really enjoyed that one. I, I did as well. And I think that was interesting where he said about the, the laws not necessarily being just, but being needed. Mm. And that that gives, that that makes sense, the change, because I feel like the the sort of, over a lot of time, people, you know, yes, obviously they abducted them and that was a really bad thing to do. You know, there's no question about that. That was, you know, but over time, there's almost like, although they still hate the Skagarans, it would mellow almost. It's, it, do you know, there's a book by um, Terry Pratchett called Good Omens. And there's, um, I can't remember what they call them, Crowley and, and um, I can't remember the... Crowley and, the uh, good, what's the angel? Uh, Raphael or something, or, or... Azriel. No, not Azriel. Azriel. No, no, I can't remember now. It doesn't matter I anyway. Need, yeah, but, I need to look out. Yeah. But basically they're, they're sent down to, they're sent onto Earth and they're, they're um, enemies. Mm-hmm. But of course, over time, because they're the only ones that are together, they become friends effectively, you know, mm-hmm. officially they're enemies, but you sort of, you know, and it's almost like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. you would have that where actually the, the, the visceral sort of hatred would, would fade because the mm-hmm. situation has changed. And so he's almost playing that, that middle part. You've got the other guy, Bennings, mm-hmm. who's just a, a bigot. Yeah. Then you've got, um, Bethany, is it Bethany? Bethany um, on, yeah. on the far side, yeah. Of, yeah. And then you've got him sort of sitting in the middle. So I think that's, that works really nicely. I think there's, it's a it's a clever sort of way of of allowing for the later developments in the episode where things change quite quickly. Mm-hmm. There's it almost plants the possibility of that because there is this sort of in between position. Mm. Where probably most people would be, you know, they 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 might not like the Skagarans. They might be sort of prejudiced because of their education and, and you know the society, but they're not, you know, bothered by them on a day to day basis as such. They're probably just, you know, they're just there sort of mm. thing. Mm. So I think it works pretty well. That I think it allows for changes to happen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're... It's interesting because obviously then Bethany is validated by the fact that Archer and the crew of the Enterprise have turned up, proving that her way of viewing the world is the right one. Do you feel like we should have actually had the Skagarans show up? That eventually they found that this had come up and they proved to be an obnoxiously horrible race, almost validating Bennings. So then we have not only the two arguments on the planet, we actually have the two aspects out in the real world as well. 
and we kind of oh, okay. and we kind of see that actually Bennings is quite justified in his hatred in some respects. However, how he goes about it is not the right way to do it. Um, and that ultimately, you know, that they kind of team up and then they realize the Skagarans and that I know for whatever reason we bring it into the the season three arc that Skagarans have got information about Zindi. The Enterprise told them about this. Uh, they've turned up and they've ruined the whole thing. But of course, mm-hmm. everything gets resolved after forty five minutes. Um, and it, it would have been an, uh, probably another layer of learning the right lesson from history is actually, yeah, these Gagarins are really horrible on the outside. But however, the Gagarins who survived on the planet have seen a better way. They are a better people. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that, again, mutually coming together, uh, Bethany is the is the way forward because she has the right way of seeing it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that that could have been one extra layer. Admittedly, mm. difficult to pack into forty five minutes. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and this episode works for me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree. feel I like think... it. It wasn't missing that, but it could have been another element. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe it could have been, but I think it. I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because this episode ba- barely has Skagarans in it, really. Mm. Um. And I think actually that works okay. I mean, it's interesting because mm. I really like the the Zindi Council as mm. this sort of counterpoint. But in this episode, I don't think it, it misses the Skagarans. Mm. It is a story about the humans and about the you know the the prejudice and stuff, and how you know that how a group of people sort of isolated, mm. how they would sort of be. I mean. It's interesting that there's barely any any development from when they were abducted. Mm. That maybe would I think it would have been interesting. Uh, actually, I tell you what, let's leave this to the alterations because um, mm. otherwise we we spend the whole episode talking about alterations, <laughs> won't we? Um, which is really weird because actually it's a really good episode. Yeah, so I would. Normally, yeah. yeah, normally we we got lots of alterations to do really, but <laughs> this time I wouldn't make any alterations. But there are aspects that could be interesting as well yeah and uh, i mean knowing what season four brings where we have like three episode arcs and stuff like that mm. i think this episode is one of those ones that could have been lifted out taken away from the season three arc plunked into season four and yeah. given three or four episodes and we could have really had a meaty discussion about yeah. uh, you know the, the rightness of law the morality of law uh you know the learning the right lesson from history seeing people as property that also comes up in this yeah. conversation as well yeah. which would have been a really good conversation because yeah. I, I tried to go through the episode and tried to spot one but there is no other human on the planet who is not white Okay, which I yeah, thought was yeah. a really like was that a deliberate choice or not? And again, mm. is that purely down to casting? They just happened yeah. to pick only white people. I did not see anyone of any other ethnicity no, on the planet. And just the the talk of property as humans, I thought that, that mm. could have been a very meaty discussion there as well. Uh, but they didn't. So there we go. Um, and I know I said I wanted to make short episodes on uh, season three, but I love this episode so much. I want to just talk about it. Um, yeah, so moving on from learning the right lessons from history, uh, Bethany's going to serve 10 years in prison, but Archer's not having any of that, so he goes and breaks her out, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, Hoshi is now deciphering the logs, um, and she's going to be working on the, the information that Bethany's given her just to really validate it. Um, Archer blindsides Bennings, breaks her, breaks her out. <clears throat> I really like how Archer's punches can take someone out in a single go. Um, yeah, uh, no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Archer then um, 
uh, sort of moves out, tries to escape, tries to get on a wagon. Why they took a wagon, not just a single horse, I don't know. Um, but uh, Benning sort of wakes up, gets his gun, shoots her. Now, yeah. Angles, something didn't work right for me. Right. She She's on Archer's left. Right. She falls off onto the left. But when we see later, the bullet is on her right. Um, so it would have been the bit that Archer was covering. So I, I don't know how she was shot in that way and then fell left when she was. You're in that box again, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck. I'm stuck in. I'm stuck inside the box. Oh, let me out. No one's fed me in the writer's room. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah it did it, it sorry it just didn't work it did it didn't make any logical sense to me there we go bennings must be a really good shot to be able to yes. ricochet a bu- bullet on someone's <laughs> white side past another human without touching that human and then force them leftward yeah never mind there we go um so uh, I, the bit i particularly liked going back to the the breakout yes i really liked the bit when he picked up the keys because mm. they're always hanging in 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 westerns, aren't they? They're always sort of hanging on the thing, you know. They're not they're <laughs> secure. They're not put away or anything. They're just sort nope. of hanging around. And I really like that. I thought that was cool. Well, you, then you need keys to get the keys, and then you need those keys to have a key set, and you know, it's just an infinite key chain, and you just can't do it. Uh, yeah, it's so silly that it's just hanging right there. Uh, yeah. so, but. A very Bennings move that it would be hanging within the sight of the person inside the uh, yes, thing. Yes. Normally, it's on the wall, isn't it? Right next mm. to the door. Well, actually, yeah. he's hanging it on a drawer in full view of the person inside. So uh, maybe he's just a dick move from Bennings. <laughs> um, on Enterprise, Sick Bay is removing that bullet from the right side. I'm not going to say any more on that side. Um, but discovers there's something about her heritage, which is very confusing. Mm. She's a quarter Skagaran. Yeah. Um, the uh, ridges are recessive, um, yeah. or otherwise known as the glue would wear off. Um, yes. But uh, a, a weird link to a recent episode of uh, Prodigy, um, where we find out a bit about Dahl's backstory. Have you heard anything? No, yet? I haven't no? seen it. No, no. I will, I will not mention anything, but just to say he has a trait which is recessive. That's why we haven't noticed a little bit more about his heritage. Okay. But there we go. Uh, so there so is, is that a sexy trick bit? Well, I don't know. Did you notice that? Yeah, the bandages. I mean, what was well, the sort of you know the thing that you know the the the, the, the stomach and I mean, I've never noticed anyone being operated on like that before in yeah in the, in the sick bay. Yeah, I mean, no one's been hit by a bullet before, so maybe... well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Maybe but we can justify it. Yeah, it did seem a bit pointless. It did. Yeah, that we didn't want to. I, we want to objectify Bethany rather than listen to the, the very valid points that she's making about this society. Let's just yeah. wrap, wrap her in some tarp. It's all right. Don't worry. Exactly, just yeah. just a little bit over the right parts of the body. Yeah. 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 I could definitely see a sexy trick coming in there. Yeah. You're right. Um, uh, Bennings uh, and the lawman are having a conversation, you know, you forced it, but obviously Bennings is now, feeling much more justified having seen Archer just disappear in a beam of light. He's obviously working with the Skagarans. Where did he get it from? Yeah, I wanted to bring that bit up, actually. Hmm. I think there is a plot hole here, or not so much a plot hole, but as far as I know, hmm. and as far as we've been shown, there's not a guy in the transporter room, is there? Hmm. So who... It was a bit like that episode. Which episode was it where Trip has to run and and get beam the gun out? Yeah. 
So someone's yeah. like, he's, he's going to go, can you um, beam two up? And some bloke's having to run as quick <laughs> as he can to get to the thing, the transporter. So, yeah. Because that happened very quickly. It did. It really did. You're right. So, yeah. So I think there's a, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I think uh, we, we've, we've uh, sort of let the story take precedence over reality of the, of the enterprise because there's not some bloke standing there, is there? No, no. Uh, maybe it's Beryl or Barry, uh, the yeah. uh, the transporter chief. They were just hanging around. They had a coffee. Then all of a sudden they heard over the comms, the transporter whoa, threw the coffee in the air. It got stuck in the air because of the temporal uh, timey-wimey <laughs> anomalies. And then she beams it back. And then as she beams him back, oh, the coffee then continues its path, hits her in the face. And then we had a whole comedy out thing that was just in the, the out credits. No, you're absolutely right. It wouldn't have happened. So Bennings would have had more than enough time to finish her off. Maybe take a second shot of Archer. Um, Maybe if they bought some time, had the lawman sort of say, no, that's enough. You've already hit her once. That's enough. Gives them enough time to then feasibly have someone who turns up to the controls. And then, yeah. Yeah. No one was panting or breathing, were they, when they they came up Mm -hmm. onto Enterprise? So, so, oh, so, so fortunate you were there by the transport controls. Well done. Maybe, yeah, that, uh, that guy. um, Oh, God, what's his name? Timmy, uh, the guy at the front of the, the bridge. Maybe he made it down there. Um, um, uh, yeah, um, oh, yeah, I, I know the one you mean, but yeah, he yeah. used it last time to build all those rocks in. Uh, that's all yeah. I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. he mucked it up last time, didn't he? I don't he think did. be a, they let him do it again. Do you reckon Maybe. he might have got banned? Nah, oh, could have been. Yeah, he broke it. That's it. You can't play with it anymore. That's it. Uh, he would have beamed him up, and then the bullet would have jumped from her right side to Archer's left side, and then he would have been shot. And then, uh, no, 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 I'm not going back into that one. Um, on Enterprise, Hoshi now discovers that the logs basically just confirm what Bethany already told us, and we had literally no other information to go on. That literally, Hoshi had a line written to say what she said you, to you is basically true. And uh, no, 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 no. There's, there's literally nothing else I've learned. Uh, it's all exactly what you already knew. Uh, the one and only scene I felt in this episode, I was like, we didn't need that. We really didn't need someone just to say, yeah, the, the nice person, you know, the character we all like in this episode. Completely honest. Yeah, really weird that. Uh, but uh, she can't. Um, uh, oh, what am I saying here? <laughs> I actually don't realise what my notes are saying. So how she discovers the logs can't turn back. Oh, they can't turn back. I forgot to write a word. They can't turn back because of the Zindi mission. And it's the only time the Zindi arc gets mentioned in yep. this episode. Uh, and we're 30 minutes into the episode at that point. Uh, but that's the reason why they wouldn't be able to just take the humans. So if this has been season two, they would have said, oh, we'll send a ship. We've already sent them. They're on their way. They're a little bit slower than us. They might take a few months. They're on their way there. Um, so I kind of felt like they could have taken this script and put it into any other season of Enterprise. It doesn't have to be in season three. Yep. Or do you feel like it is more impactful in that Enterprise cannot get back to them? It's really down to them. Not really, although I suppose to a degree that works. But I don't think, I mean, I don't think even the Enterprise in sort of TNG era would be able to pick up 6,000 people. Mm. So I don't think it would have been possible whatever happened. Yeah. I mean, they might be able to beam them up and leave them in the transport buffer. But Uh, but there we go. Uh, Yeah, it's 
it, it blends believable weight as to why Enterprise doesn't even try to do anything to help yeah, them. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't say, "Oh, we've we've sent a signal back to Starfleet. They're sending a rescue ship because they can't. It's in the expanse. They can't get in there right now." Um, so, uh, you know, this this community is on their own, and yep. effectively they've just been left, which is a shame that we didn't get them coming back. And again, we'll yes. come to this in alterations expansions. Why this was never picked up again? Um, um, but again, we'll come to that in a moment. Uh, it, they deserve to know that Earth hasn't abandoned them, and we get the strangers riding into town but this time on a shuttle pod yes. with some makos yes yep indeed I, just I, yeah i know fear in the population <laughs> i know they didn't come down in the the standard thing that i always ask them for the ev suits but at least they brought the makos this time i thought if they'd been in the ev suits would it have been cooler an effective mm. like to take the helmet off and then they puts it down it it would have been like um back to the future wouldn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> from, from, the, Vader. from the planet Vulcan yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they they try and sort of not interfere with the culture and then they realise no this isn't working I'll just take it off and then yeah but a very um, Earth stood still kind of moment they step out yeah, of the shuttle pod that's interesting yeah the day the Earth stood still yeah absolutely. I was wondering if that sort of worked for you or if that was yeah. something that yeah it definitely worked for me. And there's also like a, a moment of like Charlie's Angels as well. Oh, yeah. When they get out of the and they're all sort of and to Paul standing in a certain way. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's got a sort of like, you know, um, yeah, a Charlie's Angels moment there. <laughs> yeah, Reed is Bosley. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Reed looking like, hey, it's a, it's yeah. a cowboy town. I, I'm more than happy to be here. No, you're not, you <laughs> little weakling. Um, but uh, he, I mean, he does do something pretty baller later on. I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, Archer tells the sheriff about everything. So they've arrived on the planet. They've had their Charlie's Angels moment. They look pretty cool. They go and have a conversation about letting go of hatred. And we've moved on beyond that. Now, I'm wondering if this is the only reason why it works in season three is this is their way of saying that Archer is also willing to give up hatred when it comes to the Zindi. And mm. and I'm wondering why they didn't have a conversation. Is like I've recently had to challenge my opinion, yeah. and they they sort of have a call back to Greylick and the shipment. Mm. Okay, and was yeah. that something that was missing from the episode? In just that they should have said, actually, it's hard, and I I've personally had to go through this journey. I did it just last week, uh, but you can you can let go of your hatred because we are going through a mission where we have to let go of our hatred as well. It's true as well, and I suppose. Also, of course, the the thing is, the truth is that he hates Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> he had, you know, it's, it's almost like this sort of um, moralizing. It's like a, it's like an American preacher, isn't it? You know, he's sort of moralizing and, and sort of having sex with children and stuff. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Do you know gosh, what I mean? And, yes. You know, driving yes. in a massive Porsche or something, you know, and just sort of. You know. Hello, I'm Archer Hypocrite. I mean, uh, just uh, Archer. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it's like, um, oh god, what's the the Austin Powers thing where um, uh, uh, Michael Caine says, uh, "I there's two things I hate in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. That's pretty much what Archer is. Yeah. Um, there's an, then a standoff because Benning's now shown up. He's threw his star away earlier in another yeah. scene. So he's now a rogue element in this whole story. And we get another standoff with the Makos and their little sniper rifles. Yes. Again, how are the Makos so outmatched 
by some guys with a pistol and a rifle from the Winchester days. I mean, uh, there's repeated fire. That why are they waiting for the cowboys to fire at them when they could just go? <laughs> no, no reload yeah. time. Literally yeah. nothing. They could just like oh, dat, 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 done. There's three of them armed with some sort of face pistol. I'm sure to Polk grab one. I'm sure Archer's uh, could grab his a lot quicker than he actually does. Um, and they didn't take out just six cowboys. Have uh, we have we had wide angle beams yet? In... No, I don't think not in this one. So, right, so maybe they haven't, they haven't got that because that's the other thing they could have done. They've done they do that in a few times, don't they? But yeah, maybe they haven't got that yet. But even uh, we had this conversation with uh, uh, Paul, uh, my co-host from one of the other podcasts I'm on. Uh, and he said, you know, why not just hide behind a rock, put the phaser over the top and go in every direction. And uh, that way, you know, you've covered everything. Yep. You don't have a reload time. You don't have a battery charge that's going to run out anytime soon. Job done. Job's a good one. You might have hit some innocent people. Don't worry. They're only stunned. They're OK. Yeah. Um, as we're about to find out. Because uh, they have a bit of a uh, fighty, fighty, shoot, shoot, um, old-time western shootout, which did put me in mind. Have you? Uh, obviously, we're local. We're very near to each other. Did you ever go to the cowboy town that was in Browns Hatch? No, I didn't even know there was one. Oh. I had no idea. So Browns Hatch uh, racing um, yeah. uh, area uh, over here in Kent for international listeners. Uh, just down the road, there used to be a cowboy town, which wow. was fully made up, fully realised with actors who would do shows and they do shootouts and stuff like that and you have the shows it's where the episode the cowboy episode from red dwarf was filmed on location <laughs> to do that episode where they're in their version of the holodeck um and there was a whole shootout and i actually got to go there when i was a, a really young kid I've, i've still got the cap gum as well that i used to get from it um and i'm sure there's a couple of very embarrassing pictures somewhere of me in a cowboy outfit um but uh, yeah it, it just put me in mind the whole shootout thing that the actors are like oh Uh, falling forward, overdoing the stunts. Yeah. I wondered, maybe these weren't miners that the Skagarans actually did. This was a travelling group of actors and all uh, the cowboys are descendant from acting uh, stock from the 19th century, doing their, you know, their their best uh, tombstone episodes and things like that. <laughs> and actually the, the Skagarans took pity on them and actually gave up because they're like, oh God, they're such bad actors. Let's just leave the planet. We'll leave, the, we'll leave a couple of the Skagarans that we don't like from our crew behind And they'll just deal with that, and we'll just leave. That's it. And that's why they didn't come back. I think you might have hit the nail on the head, mate. Thank you very much. There we go. It's very long-winded, but I thought, yeah, I wanted to get that mention in there. Uh, yeah, Malcolm shoots to pole. Yes. yes. When she's taken prisoner. <clears throat> I thought possibly revenge for what happened in Extinction when he got shot twice, when he was the weird clicky-clicky version of Reed. I, I think it's not revenge for... It's just he's an incel, isn't he? Yes, that's what it is. He just, you know, she won't sleep with him. <laughs> so he shoots her. Absolutely. He shoots her. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. That's what yeah. it is. It's all those, those three years of pent up rage. <laughs> <laughs> he's been wanting to shoot to pole for a long time, hasn't he? Yeah, because he knows that when this comes to a briefing the next day and she yeah. says, well, you did shoot me. And he's like, well, yeah. I thought you would appreciate the most logical course of action. Yeah. And it's like, no, you shot me because of the real reason, didn't you, Reed? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mr. Clicky Clicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I thought it was a pretty baller move to, to shoot the hostage yeah. and then shoot the cowboy yeah. as well. And even with a little kind of like, yeah, what did you expect me to do? And then took out the cowboy as well. So sort of cool, 
but also yeah. it does come from a very dark place, I'm sure. It does, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Archer gets properly shot up. He gets yes. shot from behind, and it sort of, yeah. the squib just explodes his uniform, yeah. and he probably loses his arm, like the yeah. use of that arm. Uh, but at least that made sense. That him being shot in the right hand side that makes all sense with me. Like logic. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, Bethany uh, then sees what's going on, uh, and she looks down from above. Uh, and realizes there's also the progress as well later on. Uh, but they've had the big shoot up. They've had the big dust up. Archer's punching him with his only working arm. Uh, you know, were they trying to just sort of weaken him in one arm? Because, like, of course, Archer is so much more powerful than Bennings. Uh, he would beat him to a pulp if he actually did it. Um, although I did think he used a phase pistol on a bit of wood and sparks yes. flew out as the cowboy fell through. Uh, and that didn't make any sense to me either. Sorry, I was just just remembering some of the fight scenes as I was going through. Uh, yes, so also also, why did Archer? How quickly did Archer climb up to yeah. jump down with only one arm? And why would you jump onto someone if you've only you got a massive bullet wound? <laughs> I mean, there's that bit as well when Bennings punches him in that thing. You know, I mean, that, oh man, he must be hard as now as so I would have been on the floor by now. <laughs> See, this is the callback to Extinction I actually wanted, that he's still superhuman monkey strength, ah, Archer. Yes. And that's why he can survive the bullet wound. But they didn't do it again. There we go. Um, yeah, so Bethany looks down. She talks about the progress you've made. I don't think yeah. we can do it. Archer says, you know, you're, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You know, I think you can do it. Enterprise walks away. Yes. They, they didn't do it into the sunset. <laughs> they should have done that, shouldn't they? It would yeah. have made, or at least a glowing orb. They found another sphere, and it's just yeah, they fly off to the next sphere. Um, and Bethany, we see teaching a class yep. on Earth human history on a single data pad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, we've come across why are there so many pads? And my pet theory was security-wise, you don't want all the information on one pad in case someone yeah gets that pad, they can't get all the other information. So they've left all of human history in a single pad in a dangerous part of the universe where there's a group of yeah. uh, you know, aliens out there who want to get all the information they possibly can on humans. I mean, that's a big, big security risk, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Yeah. And what, what happens when the batteries run out? Well, indeed. She's a teacher with no reference text. Yeah. And that, that's a dangerous position to be in. I was going to ask you, do you know when the Wright brothers' flight flight was? I meant to look this up, yeah. but I'm lazy. Same. I was supposed to look it up, and I completely <laughs> forgot. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we'll be back soon, folks. Yeah. Go get some snacks. Get some snacks, perhaps a carbonated soda. It was 1902. So they were abducted in 1862? 1862, yeah. So it would have been before, so they would have been the 40s, 47s that yeah. I was talking about from the miners. So it's after the, yeah after the mining sort of gold rush of mm. the Western side. Yep. So, yeah. So I reckon they could have been a traveling troop of actors because the West's yeah. already been established at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, 1862. 
So uh, if we'd ever got a flashback to when those cowboys were being abducted, of course, that will go back into season one of this podcast and you'd have to watch all that. But we didn't. So fortunately, that's a lot less editing for us. Um, yeah. A- a- any other thoughts on leaving on the, the humans getting re-educated? When I watched it and the Enterprise zoomed off, mm. I was like, oh, what a crappy end to the episode. <laughs> they just about, just about redeemed themselves with that ending. Because, you know, it was a typical like Enterprise ending, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's all done. Off we go. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> but they, that little bit just did it, just just helped. And But again, I mean, you know, the timeline is interesting because unless that is like six or like 12 months later or something, mm. I mean, that's like literally they've just landed, they've gone, and literally the Skagarans are in the, in the schoolhouse <laughs> straight away and everyone's happy and, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I suppose, we, yeah. Is it yeah. a Temple Trek? Is it a, is it a jump, a time jump? Should we be looking at this I'd later on, it. this last, should this last scene not be in this episode? That's what I was thinking. I you it doesn't explicitly say it's been ages. Where's Bennings? Where's the repercussions for Bennings after everything he did? Um, it, yeah, you could easily just say, "Oh, this is actually season four of Enterprise." That months and months later they finally get it. Um, or it would have been nice to have had a, I don't know, another starship coming, and hmm. uh, you know, the Enterprise has told this other group of friendly aliens they met last week that we didn't actually get to see. That there's a there's a group of humans who kind of need a bit of help. Could you go and just sort it out for us? Um, yeah, or, or a, a comms relay, you know, something so that Archer and the team could call yeah. back to them at some yeah. point um, and just say, "Look, you're not alone. We'll still be out here. We've got a dangerous mission ahead, but you know, just keep in contact." Or maybe E two turns up, knowing there's a cowboy planet out there that they could, I don't know, stock up, refuel. You've met. <laughs> You've met our descendants. They're about to go on a weird, wacky time travel adventure. Uh, but obviously we know that there's a group of uh, friendly humans out here who could help us out. So could you suck us up again? Um, yeah, just very weird. There you go. Uh, they had to wait for that point for the Enterprise to leave, for them to do it so that there's no clash and time traveling, time Ah, uh, There we go. Yeah. Yeah, again, still doesn't make sense that E2 is already out there. <laughs> and that's it for the episode. Any other it thoughts is. on... Um, on the episode North Star, no, I think we've covered it pretty well, don't you? Yeah, we've uh, had an interesting chat about that. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of lots of stuff to talk about in this episode. Um, there again, is. Yeah, it's been so nice to have a normal yes, episode. A decent to talk one. About. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't feel uncomfortable watching this one too much. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we've located the point in time. Yeah. Still no timestamps. No one right. says how many days it's been since the last week. Uh, no, since uh, you know Archer either was or wasn't cured of being uh, caught in a timey whammy anomaly thing coming at him in a corridor. Uh, so you know, is this all history? Is this not all history? Does he remember what's going on? Oh, that would be funny if this is actually in the alternate timeline and Archer was still in command, but they sort of gave him back his captaincy for one week, and then they keep telling him about this time they went to a cowboy planet. He's like. You're, you're pulling my leg, aren't you? You're having a go. At, you're trying your luck. Oh, it's all right, Trip. I'm not going to believe. No, seriously, there was this whole cowboy planet. They got abducted by aliens and, you know, they, they hated them for a bit. Then you solved it. And within 45 minutes, they changed all of their culture. Um, you got shot in the arm. It exploded outwards. I, I, 
I'd noticed that trip, honestly. And then he looks up, oh, there's, a, there's a scar on my shoulder. How did that happen? Ah, uh, there we go. Um, so yeah, so we've located the point in time. Consequences. Question whether it addresses the consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. What are the consequences for this episode? Well, there is consequences because the, the society has changed. Uh, uh, assume, assuming at some point they get picked up. Mm-hmm. But we never know. So effectively, there's no consequences. Yeah. The, the arc, you know, when we're talking specifically about Enterprise Season 3, the arc is all important. It really doesn't feed into it. It's no. it's used as a reason why they can't come back. Yeah. But there's really nothing about this episode that is consequential. No. Skagaran's, as far as I know, is not a race we hear of ever again. No, don't think so. Uh, don't think so. Yeah, so that's gone. Um, the idea of there are abducted humans and that Earth was visited by an alien race in its past no. uh, never gets mentioned again. You know, it's not like when we come to Time's Arrow, when we get to those scenes in Time's Arrow and TNG, it's like, there's another race here in the 19th century. What on earth is happening? This is like the time the Skagarans abducted all those people. And uh, obviously that didn't happen because Enterprise wasn't made yet. But, you know, um, you know, it could have been like, oh, yeah, we've we've documented several cases when aliens actually appeared and it only got revealed in the 20 what century and so forth and so forth. Um, so, yeah, nothing consequential. As much as we love the episode. Yep. It's always the thing about Temple Trek is that even if you like the episode, it doesn't necessarily stand up to the Elkar's system. Um, alterations, expansions. Here we go. What did you want to say? <laughs> um, what I want to say, I just would really have loved to have a, like a short trek or a something, you know, where they picked him up. Because <clears throat> what I think would be interesting is it's a bit like um, Star Trek Insurrection. Mm-hmm. Is it insurrection? Well, the Briar Patch. Yeah, but I'm trying. To, there was there's an episode where they got to save some people, but some people don't want to leave. Oh, um, uh, it's not insurrection. Instance of command where Data has to convince them to leave for the Sheliak. Yes, I think yes, it might be that one. And he destroys um, the water. Um, yeah, with yeah, yeah. So. It would have been so interesting, you know. There, you know, there would have. It could have been a whole episode about, you know, people that wanted to leave, people that wanted to stay, you know, how things had changed with the Skagarans, you know, with what that, what implications that had for the society, mm. you know, the, the the introduction of of future tech, or you know, so we've got the pads. So I assume there's other stuff that they've left behind, possibly, yeah, you know, to make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a whole thing there, I think. And season four, it would have been great. Maybe, maybe they planned to do it in you know five or six or whatever. You know, maybe it was something they had planned. Mm. But it would have been great to go back and have this sort of thing. You know, these people were abducted. You know, but they built a society, and it's their society. I suppose it's almost a bit like um, the one in season one um, with the the people that were infected um under living underground and they 
They land. Oh, uh, Terra, Terra Nova. Terra Nova. Yeah. 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 Shale. Yeah. Shale. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that whole idea of, you know, the society that they built, you know, yes, they can go back to earth and they can have all the benefits of, of, you know, modern society and stuff, but actually they, they live there. That's their, it's where they live. It's their world. It's their planet. You know, do you know what I mean? So I think there's a real interesting story there. Yeah. That they could have done, and and it's a shame that they never went back in season four and 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 sort of did that. Mm. Yeah, and uh, or used North Star as a sort of base during season three. So if mm. Enterprise is really you know suffering, they could go back, you know, yeah. re- restock, and then move yeah. on again. You know, catch up with them. But uh, you know, you've got a race or a, a group of friendly humans out in space. They know yeah. of at this point that they could call back on and you know, maybe then have Bethany turn around and say, well, you taught me to, you know, try and teach these guys to give over their hatred. You've, you seem to have this hatred of the Zindi. This is yep. what happens. You yeah. also have, you also have a hatred of the Balkans, as you pointed out as well. Um, get over it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just constantly coming back to this idea of a group of humans is out there with an unusual 300 year history that we yeah. didn't have. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, such a missed opportunity. And or come back in, uh, you know, Discovery, or come back in yeah. um, Lower Decks, even for a joke, yeah. just for yeah. a cowboy joke, yeah, or absolutely. two. Um, like we said, you know, we thought there would be more cowboy episodes when you really sit down and think about it, but really, yeah, not not that many. No, no. Um, no that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, so alterations, expansions. We'd just love to see more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I wanted that one scene with Hoshi to just mean something more, yeah. or maybe ha- the, in those books and texts they said actually there's this mention of the spheres. You know, the Skagarans were connected to the sphere building or something like that. They got wiped out by this race who built the spheres, and now they need the labor force. That's why they came to Earth. That's why they, you know, there's something about humans. Maybe add a little bit more intrigue. Again, I'm I'm taking sort of today's. TV thinking mm. back then, mm. just just add that little extra twist that the yes. whole reason the humans are here is because of these sphere builders, and we're building up a bit more of a mysterious picture, and just have this episode mean something more for season three. I think that would be my only alteration I'd want to see. But point for point, moral for moral, love the episode, love the way it all plays out, and um, and yeah, a bit of a damp squib of an ending they just leave, but yeah, yeah, we could have had so much more. Uh, yeah, so alterations, expansions, we just wanted more. Uh, so we move on to the pirate criteria. It's ours. Ours, What did you think of the story? From my perspective. That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to recommend ours, recommendations and uh with recommendations uh it's to either star trek fans first and then is it a good entry point for non-star trek fans so to star trek fans do you think this is good star trek not so great because it's in the season three arc doesn't quite work your thoughts no this is good star trek i think this is one i would recommend any star trek fan to watch definitely Yeah. yeah it's a good one there's been a number of times where I've been flicking through the channels. I see that this one is on and I go, yeah, I'll watch this because again, because it's not in the arc, you can sit and watch it. You know, other than that one line where they play lip service to the arc, you can kind of get away with it. And, you know, in terms of a recommendation, 
yeah, it makes perfect sense that they've got this mission. They can't come back. So that's why we're only going to deal with this for 45 minutes and never talk about it again. Yeah. Um, so it all works. And we get morals and we yeah. get the yeah. society. We get the tropes, but it's the nostalgic tropes that we actually like. You know, it's not the ickiness that we've yeah. had for a few couple of episodes in the past. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts for mm. Star Trek fans? No, I think that's, yeah, just it's a great episode. And it's really enjoyable. Yeah. If you like Star Trek, you're going to like this episode, I think. Even, I'm not a fan of um, Cowboys at all, mm. but I really enjoy this one. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, uh, the gangster movies, war movies, and, and yep. uh, westerns, those are my dad's three favorite things. And I would have to watch the movies with him. And after a while, just through sheer indoctrination, he forced me to love these movies because I know them and, and I've watched them. Um, maybe I'm being indoctrinated into a bad way of life. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a great way in. And if you uh, like your Westerns, you'll maybe like this episode, even though you don't like sci-fi, because there is yeah. that weird sci-fi yeah. element, but it's only a small part of the story. Uh, so to non-Star Trek fans, does it bring you in on that note? Um, I'm not sure on this one. I'm going to say, yes, I think it, it can be, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I I don't know why I'm. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure. Is it because it falls prey to that forty-five minute? Everything has changed. Yeah, trope? I mean that's not so bad, but I don't know. I just I almost feel like it's just the wrong uh, series to do it. I think TOS or TNG. Mm-hmm. Because people are aware of those things, you know, Spock and Kirk and stuff and Picard, mm. everybody knows them. Yeah. So you almost got like enough of an introduction already. Whereas, you know, who's heard of Archer who's not a Star Trek fan? Yeah, true. But as a story, mm. as a Star Trek story, I think, yes, absolutely. Mm. It's a very Star Trek story, you know. Yeah, because I mean, you you learn about Archer in that he's willing to stand up for the Skagaran janitor. So you learn something about him. But if you don't already appreciate Archer or see what Archer's been up to, yeah, you, you just accept. Oh, of course he's the captain. He's he's the yeah. moral character of the show, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got into trouble before for stepping in where he wasn't needed with the Klingons and pretty much everyone else in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and. You get the comedy moment with Trip, so maybe people might like that. But again, if you don't know Trip, you don't really understand that he's just yeah. he brazenly walks into this all the time. He always thinks he's good at whatever he can do, yeah. uh, and he just gets on with it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Reed is more effective than he actually is. Yeah, most, yeah. yeah. You know, you won't understand the dark nature of why he shot to Paul, <laughs> uh, which we all know. We all know for sure that's why he did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's. And Hoshi, like, again, Hoshi mm. was, was used to decipher a book, but it didn't mean anything. Yeah. So it's difficult to really get a good grasp of Enterprise from this episode. So, yeah, it's mm. a really good, really good point. Um, yeah. I think I, I am purely because it plays so well into the, the uh, Star Trekiness of, you know, what is just, what is moral. And also it plays really well into a Western. Yep. And if, if you like those things, it would pull people in. Yep. Yep. It's an entertaining, you know who Bennings is, you know the bad guy, you know the good guy in Bethany. You know, yep. you've got all the right 
stereotypical characters yeah. played really well. Uh, even the lawman, you know, the yep. the ambivalent lawman who's yep. somewhere in between. Um, so I think I, I would, but yeah, I can really see where you're coming from on that. With it doesn't really good give you a, a good representative episode of Enterprise. No, that's very true. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay then. There we go. So uh, tentative yes for the non-Star yeah. Trek fans, and that's it. Uh, we are done. Uh, obviously it's now S on our criteria where I normally used to call it selling our podcast, but I'm just going to go socials okay. it makes it's still an S. So it keeps it in there. So the socials, where can people find you Dan? Well, this week I'm not even going to say <laughs> I'm going to give my time to our good friends over at um, measure of a fan podcast. They were, I, I, I sort of on Twitter, I posted their, their details to a person that was going to, retweet and stuff about podcasts and they were saying great thank you very much because we really like some more more listeners mm. so if you listen to this this podcast you don't listen yes to the measure of the fan please do that because i almost feel like we're companion podcasts because we've got <laughs> like they're, they're we're like the sort of um this is gonna i don't quite mean this but we're the sort of open university <laughs> We're yes. the sensible ones. We, you know, we we analyze and 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 you know are generally quite <laughs> favorable towards Star Trek. Where the, these guys are the sort of Monty Python's flying surface <laughs> of Star Trek podcasts. They, you know, it's it's they are like really quite funny, and they, you know, they <laughs> they they sort of go against Star Trek quite a bit and are quite like that. So go, yeah. If you if you listen to this podcast and you don't listen to measure it with a fan, go and listen to them because they are great and Absolutely. they are really funny. And and I think they're like an antidote to our slightly more serious and sort of slightly more <laughs> reverential style. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, they're way funnier than I could ever be. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, do, do love listening to those guys. Um, yeah. Several other podcasts as well who have yeah, been great, uh, yeah. great for us. Uh, Snap Trek is a great one yeah. where they take two episodes of the same premise and fight them out for, for points yep. for silly reasons and really profound ones. Uh, uh, Too Young for This Trek again, another one where there's Tyler, who we have a whole Tyler principle based on. Yeah. Is it a good representation from our recommendations criteria? Again, Tyler's never seen Star Trek. He has no idea. They break apart episodes in funny and profound ways as well. Um, probably more funny, but there we go. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then there's us who's taking a stupid way through the series and watching it scene by scene in the right order. Um, and loads of other. Oh, I quit Star Trek as well. Yeah, I do like that. Another one. good one. Yeah, very good. I think yeah, maybe just I'll pre-record all the names of all the other podcasts we listen to, and we'll just we'll match it into here as well. So that's all the socials. Yes, hello everybody. Um, so yeah, uh, all that remains is to set up for the next week's episode. So now we are getting into some really timey wimey stuff here. I'm guessing. I am taking my best guess. Again, they haven't given us any timestamps. No one's talked about the time for the last couple of episodes. But going by the conversations in the episode, you can roughly work out that our next episode, season three, episode 63 of this podcast, season three, episode eight. So we're going back to Twilight again, part three, okay. 2153. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to go to eight minutes, 29 seconds. This is a conversation between Archer, Trip, and T'Pol over dinner, and some things ensue. Uh, let's just say that. Then 
after that, we are going to be going into the next rotated episode of Similitude. But we do have one little snippet of a Twilight scene, which makes sense with Similitude or doesn't make any sense with Similitude and is an example of why Archer being in charge may have changed the future or the past, depending on where you look at it. Uh, so, yeah, um, I really wish they'd give us dates. There we go. <laughs> So yes, join us next time uh, for Season 3, Episode 63 of the podcast. Season 3, Episode 8, Twilight, Part 3, 2153, 8 minutes, 29 seconds. There we go. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. And uh, please go and listen to all those other podcasts we just mentioned. uh, And we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback... You can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search the Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.